We are back. It's been, wow, what now? Like almost a month since we've had something, since we've had our podcast and, and gotten a new one out. So this is really cool. I'm really excited. And you will find out once we start talking, but this is our first video podcast. And I, I look at the camera on the computer and it keeps cutting the top of my bald head off. So, well, but look you at know me. what? I feel like a vertically challenged person <laughs> always feels. Well, you are, but. <laughs> But uh, so, uh, welcome to Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things, and this is our 13th episode, lucky number 13, and that's how we're sticking to it there. Um, but uh, if, you, if, you're listening, uh, if you're listening on Podbean, great, you know, like us and, and uh, what is it, subscribe on Podbean, but we're also available on Spotify, on Amazon, Google Podcasts. Um, we always post it on our Facebook page, so fo- like and follow us on pace- Facebook. It's Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things. Just look it up. And um, it, you can also go to coffeebaconguy.podbean.com if that's what you want to do. It's a, that's multiple ways. I think going to the Facebook page is the easiest way, yeah, because they're all there. One, yeah. one right after the But other. it's multiple ways to hear the sultry sounds of our voices is what it is. I'm the t- <laughs> to experience the awesome <laughs> is what we're talking about. But... Okay, we're going to dive right in to our guest today. I'm just, I'm so excited. This is for one thing. This is so many firsts. This is our first video. This is our first um, uh, like long distance interview mm-hmm. because our our guest today is Sharon Stickle, uh, and she's in Nashville, Tennessee. And I I'm pretty sure I got. Can you say something to make sure we're still good? Absolutely. Can you hear me? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. And um, now you're you are you're a member of the Church of the Nazarene, like yes. us. And but you're mm-hmm. you're a layperson in the Church of the yes. Nazarene, is that right? And I don't mean that derogatory or you know anything. Oh, no. It's wonderful to be a layperson in the Church of the Nazarene. And okay, tell us about the ministry. Is, is the the ministry that the the way we know you, <laughs> the way I know you. <laughs> so through um, our church. Mm-hmm. I get to hang out with college students on Wednesday nights and get to know them and just enjoy them. Yeah. And just, it's, and it's called Ohana. And, yes. And Corinna, ours, well, you know her as Nina. And yes. I, that is something Brenda and I have not been able to adapt to yet. <laughs> we still just call her Corinna. But uh, Corinna has been going to Ohana for I think the whole time that she's been at, mm-hmm. at Trevecca and she it, she says the most wonderful things about you and your husband and the fun that she has at this time and mm-hmm. I you can't you know when she's that far away you right. cannot imagine how well how how warm that warms the heart of her mom and me that, that she has a family to go to for sure I mean, that's, my that, kids went far away to college too I get it yeah and and that's what Ohana <laughs> means is family Yes. And so I know that from watching um, uh, Hawaii Five. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Okay, but I, that's I, where okay. all my college kids know it okay, from. Yeah. See, I learned it from watching Hawaii Five O. So. <laughs> Generation gap is showing. There we go. <laughs> and so, before we get into the, the 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 meat of it, I I'm so excited. Here, let's get a little applause here. There we go. A little applause. But um. We're going to do a little quiz since you've known Brent Corinna for like 
eh, year and a half, two years, yeah. give, give or take. We've got three questions for you. How well do you know Nina? Now, before, I don't want you to feel any pressure because before we even get to it, I had to ask her every one of these questions to make sure I knew. So, <laughs> Well, the first one is, is iffy at any time. Yeah, you know. it, it, the first one changes. Um, what are Nina's current hair colors? Ooh, magenta and turquoise. Oh, yes. And you know what? That's writer. That's that's writer. That's more right than she said. She said purple and blue, but they faded. And now they're more magenta and cur- Oh, Corinna, you done been corrected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second question. What are Nina's favorite earrings? She's got like Ooh, a, a million of them. Um, I know. I love her earrings. She has a lot of really cool ones. Mm-hmm. Um Favorite, it could be mushrooms or, excuse me, I mean, the ones she was wearing last time I saw her were little axes, actually, or cleavers. Cleavers, yeah. Uh, I I, yeah. <laughs> I like her little ducky ones. Her little Those are so duckies. cute. So you're saying the cleavers? Yes. That, okay. Actually, they're her coffin earrings with the raccoon tooth on it, which is really morose to me. <laughs> I don't know how the raccoon tooth fits in there, but it's oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. I accidentally muted your mic, dear. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about it. If my husband had that option, we'd still be married. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been trying to mute my sweet wife for 30 years. It never works. I've even pointed the, rec- the, the, the clicker. clicker at her. She just yeah, gives no, me, that doesn't work. No, she just gives me a dirty look. <laughs> okay, third and final question. <laughs> this is something that cha- has changed too. What is Nina's current major? It has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with, oh, I feel like this is wrong. Um, youth ministry? Close. In fact, it's right enough that I give okay, you applause. Good. I gave you applause. But it's it's psychology with a minor in youth ministry. There we go. But the whole she's just she's really had a problem finding her niche, you know, finding her major. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But um, you know, and 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 I know, and she's I'm I'm sure she's told you already that she's taking some time off um, yes. from school. And yes, I'll miss her desperately. Oh, she is. She's so much fun. She's and an amazing kid. She's a warm kid. person. And yes. Just, she, I consider her like alive. She's just so alive, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Pleasure to be with her. She, she drives her old man up the wall. Well, that's her, <laughs> that's her duty. <laughs> I, I call her my little leftist. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, political, we, we mesh pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. Is <laughs> You've been a bad influence. It's what it is. <laughs> no, it was so fun. Uh, I think Nina thinks her own thoughts. Yes, she does. Oh, she is her, her own person. person. Boy, howdy! <laughs> and, 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 and I say that with all love. I, I love yes. it. And I th- I think and what we're doing here is addressing a very difficult subject in the church right mm-hmm. now. We're going to talk about um, the LGBT plus um, issue or situation with the with the churches and with the Nazarene church in particular and um Corinna you know we talked about it if if you get a chance to listen to some past um uh, podcasts mm-hmm. um we did a two-part interview with her one of the first things we did and I called it um I'm so glad my daughter is gay and not vegan and <laughs> 
Oh, that reminds me. Yes, she has done nothing, Sharon, but brag up and and t- say how wonderful a cook you are, and you cook not with no gluten and no and non dairy. So I say my love language is baked goods. So the way I show love to people is by baking them treats. And when I know that someone needs to be dairy-free or gluten-free, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. So I have become pretty adept at modifying recipes and finding recipes that work to meet whatever um, situations people are in. I have made a gluten-free, dairy-free lasagna that was a really? trick. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what did you use for for the noodles then? Did you gluten-free? Gluten I found free gluten-free noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, gluten-free noodles. Okay. Yeah. I thought you made the noodles from scratch too. <laughs> That's I, a bit much. Baked goods, I I need to make from scratch. Yeah. Um so I have a replacement flour that I use that's gluten-free. Okay. Um but yeah, the lasagna oh. I did a lot of what can I buy that's gluten-free and dairy-free? <laughs> Sometimes it's really difficult. I feel a lot of sympathy for people that are trying to be gluten-free. It's- oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and and I love, uh, well, I'm going to try to keep my thoughts <laughs> going on as, and as, on as straight a track as I can. And you have the job of elbowing me or, or, or <laughs> something. pinching me or something if I get off too far off. But um, we both, we all three belong to the Church of the Nazarene. Yes. And... Uh, I just want to, for those who may not know or who are, are not familiar with the Church of the Nazarene, and our stance as a, as a church, our current stance on the ch- as a church, and tell me if 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 Sharon, if you think this is if, mm-hmm. if I'm misinterpreting, we have a, a statement in our in our manual called the, the Human Sexuality and Marriage Statement, and the that as our official stance, and to narrow it down, we say that. We believe that there's only two genders, man and woman, uh, that same-sex or bisexual attraction is not a sin. The attraction itself, that's how I've always seen it and I've always re- interpreted it and then I've been backed mm-hmm. up by a couple of different people, that yeah. the, the same-sex attraction is not a sin. They're not created or you know, they're not one big whopping ball of sin that can't change or anything like that. Right. That it's a it's it is something that is simply is par- a part of them, and I've always I've always used the example. Most of the uh, same sex or bisexual um, people, they've always felt that way, or, or they've felt that way from a very young age, and so their exactly. yeah their same sex attraction is as natural to them as my heterosexual attraction is to me. Right. So th- that is not a sin, but we do hold that same-sex sexual relations is a sin. And um, just like heterosexual sins, heterosexual sexual relations outside of marriage is a sin. And um, I, and I add, you know, Corinne and I have talked many times that, unfortunately, there's, in, by my reading, there's no provision in Scripture for same-sex marriage. And mm-hmm. so... That's it, <laughs> and if you know, as a as a Christian, as a uh, LGBTQ plus Christian, if they cannot find a member of the opposite sex to, that they are comfortable marrying, the the option is celibacy for you know, for their life to walk a holy life. Okay, and I hold to that. I I, mm-hmm. I, I do agree with that. In fact, I agreed with that about three or four years before it actually came out. 
Mm-hmm. And and I had seen that. I had met enough kids with with Corinna that I I there was one young young uh, trans um, boy that she was friends with in school, and he loved my. He, he loved my pesto. Brenda or Corinna took my pesto. I call it poor man's pesto to, <laughs> to school. And he loved it. And he, she, he kept coming to Brenda and said, did your dad make more pesto? Did you? And I, you know, I wanted to meet him and Brenda and I wanted to meet him and just love him. And, yeah. and so I said, no, 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 no. I'm not making any more for, for him. He's got to come over and I'll teach him how to make it. <laughs> And, she, and, and he was like, you're out of your mind. I'm not going over our pastor's house. <laughs> but she got that reaction a lot. Yeah. But finally he came over and we did nothing but love on him. And yeah. and, and it, I cannot, it does not compute in my mind. In fact, he started calling us mom and dad very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just a wonderful relationship that we had with them for the last couple of years that they were in, in, in high, in high school. But I just, that's the vivid, vivid image that God has given me is that looking at this young person who doesn't know anything else and Mm -hmm. say, Oh yeah, you're just going to burn in hell because you're like that. And that's not the character of God. And and so that's one established and, and you are a contributor Mm -hmm to the recently yes. published book, um, Why the Church of the Nazarene Should Be Fully LGBTQ Plus Affirming. Yeah, so, got it right here. Yeah, <laughs> I have mine on Kindle. <laughs> but, uh, and you and I are both hoping that this that this book begins conversations. And yes. we, we will never, as a, as a, as a church, as a, as a body of Christ, we will never come to anything if we don't start talking to each other in right. love and, and understanding each other. And so I, I just want to start everything off. I just kind of, in fact, by the way, I loved your essay. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so that much. Was, was I beautiful. enjoyed it also. Um, Thanks. Um, so can you kind of give a, a synopsis of your, of your essay and, and, and how you feel about why, why, we sh- why the Nazarene Church should be affirming? Absolutely. Um, like you've already said, it, it comes down to love. Um, when you met Nina's friend and just showed him love, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, the greatest commandment, you know, is to love and love God and love others. Um, so in my essay, um, I started out by saying, I love people mm-hmm. and I do. And I have a call on my life to love the marginalized. I love that. And that call is throughout the Bible, all through mm-hmm. the Old Testament and the New Testament. God says again and again um, to his people, through his prophets, um, through Jesus, to love people, to care for people to take care of the oppressed, the widows, the orphans, the aliens mm-hmm. in your country. Um, and that is the call that I feel on my life. And not on, not in general, the marginalized, but very specifically, I feel a call that has been confirmed. My phone is ringing, but I'm going to ignore it. That's okay. We had, um, to, we had to cage up the dog so he didn't bark. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, they've been trying to call me, and I keep not answering because I don't want to talk to them. 
Doesn't It'll take the hint, huh? in a minute. <laughs> I love it. This, right. is, this is the joy of recording in our homes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, there we go. Um, let's see. Train of thought. Yeah. Love. Um, God. Yes. Others. Marginalized. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's, there it goes. Now they're hanging up. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the call in my life is to love the marginalized, but very specifically, and it's been confirmed again and again and again to love the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where my heart is. And in that, um, I have come to the stance that the way that I can love and support them um, is by completely affirming them as who they are. And that to me means that it's not my job to say um, you can't be in a committed, loving relationship with someone of the same sex. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to love. Um, my job is not to judge or to legislate. My job is to say, I love you and God loves you mm-hmm. and you're created in God's image. So what right do I have to say that, no, you can't live the life that you feel is your authentic life. Um, so that okay. that's the, the nutshell version <laughs> of my essay. Well, and, and I think, we're we're you and I are together right up up to that point. Um, sure. Because, um, well, there's a couple of ways I look at it, and I want your take on. I, mm-hmm. I, I respect your take on what I'm what I'm thinking, because um, the traditional sec, uh, standard of sex and and how we all has always been in tra- tra- traditionally interpreted mm-hmm. is uh, any sex outside of um, and should we put a should we put a, a disclaimer on this episode so that you know because we're just saying that word so much. <laughs> Sorry, but a little uh, content warning. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that you know any sex outside the the uh, the context of marriage is sexual immorality, and sexual immorality is a hot button in scripture. I mean, Paul talked about mm-hmm. it a lot, and it was a big thing. Um, and in fact. Jesus, you know, as well as I do, Jesus made it more clear and and narrowed it even more when he talked about if you've lusted after a woman, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's even worse. But um, now, see, I, now I get my train of thought. Um, but we hold, you know, as the Nazarene church, we hold heterosexual people to that standard. Mm-hmm. And that if you're not, gonna, if you're not married, you're not sexually active. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like I said before, and so we... I think we have to hold um, LGBTQ plus Christians to that same standard while they are in the, while they are in the church. They're as as Christians to walk a holy life. They cannot mm-hmm. engage in se- in in any sex outside the context of marriage. And like I said before, sure. it's unfortunate. God did not provide for same sex marriage. De- marriage is defined. It's defined. It's not necessarily defined as one man and one woman. Um, oh shoot! Now see, I'm 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 gonna get myself in trouble. Um, <laughs> well, in the Old Testament, they had lots of wives, 
But I'm yeah. Uh, but in the New Testament, Paul says should be married to one wife to and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So since there is no provision for that, I have a hard time going against Scripture, especially mm-hmm. when there are specific prohibitions against same-sex sexual relations. So I guess why is that? Why are we? Why is that so much of a? We're not asking them of that of them. I, I believe God has given us those standards. So why is it so? Why do we feel it's so mean, or or bad? To, to to disciple them to those standards? So I would say, absolutely. You should be um, only sexually active within a committed marriage. Mm-hmm. I also believe that homosexual marriage is acceptable. Um, so my understanding through my studies mm-hmm. um, of the scripture of culture of the time, culture today, how things have changed, how things have changed in the church, how scripture was reinterpreted within the Bible as the years went on. The priests reinterpreted scripture. Um, So it didn't, it wasn't always static. Things, there was room for new and different understandings as people grew and changed. So my understanding of the verses in scripture that um, people say, this absolutely says homosexuality is not okay. Homosexual relationships can't happen. um, Is that those verses referred to, and I'm sure you've heard this, Mm -hmm. um, abusive relationships, um, temple prostitution, um, pederasty, and in no circumstances we're referring to a committed loving marriage between two homosexual people. So I see that as a huge reason to say, you know, the Bible doesn't say you can, but it also really doesn't say you can't Mm -hmm. be in a homosexual marriage. Mm -hmm. And if you are a homosexual person, I feel like, you should be allowed to enjoy the same things I enjoy as a heterosexual person in terms of relationship and marriage. And I know it makes me a better person to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, and who am I to say that that other people shouldn't also enjoy that or be allowed Um I'm trying to remember if there was some another part of your question that I'm forgetting. What about, you're the smart one. <laughs> in this duo, you're the smart one. But we're in trouble. We're I'm just a, a talker. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I no, is that is she right? Is um that that pretty much answers yes, my yes. question. Yeah. I just want to say that okay. I know a lot of people, of uh, gay people, and mm-hmm. some of the most stable and long-term relationships I know are yes. same-sex marriages. Oh, yeah. We have a Absolutely. listener, a, a, one of our one of our favorite listeners. To we we also have a, a radio show that we that we okay. that we do on Fridays, and one of our favorite um, uh, listeners that she calls in all the time. She's a lesbian, and she's not in a relationship now, um, but dynamite, solid yeah. person. Yeah. And and I will honestly say, I I am I am firm in my conviction about how this should play out. I also, I think we should allow. Oh boy, I might be—I might get myself in trouble on this. Be careful. I know. Um, 
I think a celibate um, LGBTQ plus member should be allowed membership. If they're if they're celibate and walking in that holy life, and we've already defined the fact that their the, their sexuality does not make them uh, is not is not a sin, then right. they're no different than a heterosexual single person. So right. I I believe wholeheartedly that a celibate um, homosexual person should can should be allowed in leadership and should be la- allowed as a member of the church. And I keep saying and stress a celibate. Um, right. The thing is, I I'm very confident and fixed in that. But I have same thing as as you and 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 Jennifer. Jennifer. Joyce, this, <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Ask Nina. I'm I stink at names so bad, but uh, <laughs> Joyce. It, knows these people too. And I've met people who are in a committed homosexual mm-hmm. relationship. They're married and they're Christians and they show yes. the gifts and graces. And it's like, yes, the fruits it, of the spirit. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm, I can look you in the eye and say, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Okay. I really, really thorny, don't know what to do problem. with it. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm dead solid in my convictions, but you know, it, it, is it, is it are they the exception to the rule or they are they exception that proves the rule or what? <laughs> <laughs> so I said in my essay, it was really freeing to me mm-hmm. when I decided that that wasn't something that was up to me to decide. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? My job is to love. Yeah. God can decide it's what's n- it's never what's our job right, to what's judge. Righteous. Yeah. Judging but is not I see people who obviously have the fruits of the spirit, no, I mean, no matter who they are, I know that God's spirit is working in them. And how can I say, oh, but, you know, you can't be members of the church yeah. because you're in a homosexual marriage. When I see them, yeah, I see them serving God and loving people and showing other people God's love, that godly love that is free to everyone and is just overwhelming and unbounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, the evidence to me is is clear. And I know people will say clear on both, on sides, both sides of, yes. of the discussion. Um, but to me, it's very clear that God works through all kinds of people. And I'm not going to limit God by saying, no, we're not going to, we're not going to say that's okay or acceptable. I think, yeah. Um, And, and so we, like I said, in so many ways, we agree on where we are, where, how we feel about that. I'm an uh, an ordained elder, so you can say anything you want. I'm the one who might get in trouble. But, um, (laughs) but again, I have not said, I I don't believe anything against our doctrine. I I, I don't. Mm -hmm. But what is frustrating to me is we've had this uh, statement, you know, in, mm-hmm. in our that it is not a sin to to be gay or bisexual mm-hmm. in our in our for what four four or five six years now, mm-hmm. and yeah. there are still churches that will turn away in the Church of the Nazarene. Yes. Now, there's churches in every denomination that will do this. I'm, sure. I'm but I'm speaking directly to the Church of the Nazarene. Um, because it's the denomination that I love, and I uh, I right. want it to grow. Um, that 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 w- they will immediately if they even suspect somebody is a member of the LGBT plus community 
LGBTQ plus community that they'll turn them away. Um, there's a church, uh, Brenda's or Corinna's friends told me about, um, they're le- they were in high school, they were a lesbian couple mm-hmm. and their one of their little brother wanted to go to church. So they mm-hmm. went to the nearest church and they said, neither of them held hands. They didn't show mm-hmm. anything that they were a couple. They just brought their brother to church. And on their way out, the pastor looked at him and said, don't come back. We don't want your people here. Oh. And they wouldn't tell me what church it is. I, I looked at him and said, tell me who so I could go punch him. Please. <laughs> and that's not showing love either. Not, yeah. I can I can justify that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mm. I would never punch anybody. Well, no, I would never punch anybody. <laughs> there you go. Long-suffering me. <laughs> yeah. But, and there are churches in the Nazarene church that are like that. But there are also a lot of loving churches who welcome them in, yes. who hold the same standard that I do. And I and I feel like even if we were automatically this General Assembly in a few weeks, they mm-hmm. do a complete 180 and we are completely affirming. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change those churches. It's not going to change my church necessarily. And mm-hmm. how they feel and how I feel, um, it it's especially not going to change the 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 behavior of the churches who are who don't even want them in the in the in the front door, mm-hmm. and that's why we need these conversations. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. We need to understand. And it has. I'm sure that you and your husband and Ohana has played a role um, in it. But Corinna and I, mm-hmm. you know, her the wonderful you know, queer non-binary kid that, that they are. Um, we have been having more and more of these loving, difficult conversations. And I know she loves talking with you. She, yeah. <laughs> you I, tell me all the time. I loved, I love talking to her. She's, I, I hated it when she was, I got, or she said, I got tired of it when she was a pastoral ministry major and she called me and said, dad, what's this question? Tell me, give me the answer to this question. Give me the answer to this question. You go do your homework, you little... <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. She's awesome. But we have been having more and more of these of these difficult conversations. She called last night and asked me what I think about non-binary. And and we are I wanted to purposely stay away from the whole gender issue because that's a whole different kettle of fish that is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we need we're just talking about the LGBTQ plus community as a whole. Yeah. Um but she asked me about, you know, how I feel about she's like, I know how you feel about um, trans men and women, but how do you feel about non-binary? And she listened to my answer. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, she knew what everything I was saying was saying was said out of love. And, yes, and, and that I have, I work so hard to understand where she is and and what she. It, we don't have to under. We don't have to agree if we right. understand. That is so key to all of these discussions that need to happen going forward is they all have to be grounded in love. And that goes right back to what I said at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Well, I I I, love people. It's some people I've been praying that God helps me love them better. (laughs) Some people are just hard to love. Yeah. That that was another question that she asked me last night. How do you, how do you love the unlovely people in, in the church? And I said, well, no, but, but even there, you it's, it's love. It's love for God. We need to yes. grow in our love for Jesus and our love for God, because the more we love him, the more we will be, lo- will be able to love everyone and all of his children. Yes. And the, the, as we love more, we, are, we, are, we see our flaws 
and we can reach out in grace. It's love yes. and it's grace. And, and these conversations have to be in love and grace. Yes. And, and I'm, Certainly. I'm so grateful that you are the first conversation like on this that we had, cause I couldn't be angry with you to save my life. You, just, <laughs> you exude God's spirit and you're just such a, a, a gentle person. I just appreciate you very much. And like I said, appreciate what you did, for, what you've done and Sam have done for Brenda or for Corinna for so long. So Which one? Who is that? I, oh, excuse me. Nina. Nina. <laughs> she um, does not call Corinna her dead name. She just prefers Nina. Yes. Yeah, so I'm sorry. You're going to say something, Sharon. Um, so we share uh, this parable with a lot of the students we work with to kind of show them where we're coming from. It's the parable of the sower. And it's a familiar parable to anybody who's ever gone to Sunday school. Um, and growing up, when I heard the parable of the sower, I felt like the emphasis was on the soil, right? Or the seed. So be the good soil so that when the seed is planted in you, it can grow up and it can thrive. Mm -hmm. Don't be the rocky soil, right? where it'll sprout up, but then it'll die because it doesn't have roots. You know, you need to cultivate those strong roots. So back in the time of COVID, not all that long ago, <laughs> um, we got to start, we've been teaching children Sunday school for 20 years, but we got to start going to an adult Sunday school class on Zoom oh, over fun. COVID over COVID time. So, you know, there were, there were some really good things that came out of that time where we had to stay at home. Um, but our adult Sunday school class did a series on parables and we were talking about the parable of the sower and our amazing Sunday school teacher said, it's the parable of the sower. It's not the seed. It's not the ground. It's the parable of the sower. Hmm. The sower is a terrible farmer. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Seed is valuable. It's really important. And this farmer threw it all over the place. Not in the nicely prepared field, in the carefully plowed rows, just everywhere. And we were uh, studying and relating this to the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God is like a sower. So what's the seed of the kingdom of God? That seed is love. And we're, we're not told only, only plant love in the good soil. Scatter it recklessly <laughs> everywhere. You know, I'm not in charge of if, it grow, if those seeds grow or not. I'm just supposed to plant them mm -hmm. as widely as as broadly as possible. So I've tried to plant seeds of love and nurture them the best that I can. And that that's what I'm called to do. Amen. And, and genuinely that is what I have. Uh, that, that's my heart too, is to, to mm -hmm. sow those seeds of love. I've never heard that perspective of that, that parable for that is awesome. And Isn't that amazing? I'm going to steal that. I'm just <laughs> that's going to go in Please. one of my sermons soon. We think of it often. Yeah. We talk about it up, at least weekly. It comes up somehow uh, in our lives. Yeah. And we'll, we'll say, 
love recklessly. And that's yep. just kind of a little catchphrase that Sam and I, my husband and I will say to each other, Yeah. Um, you know, if we ever come get, come up against something or we're talking about something and um, there's ever a question, love. Yeah. We are called to love recklessly. I love the word recklessly. I love the word radically too. I've, that's, yes. that's one of my words that I've used with my congregation. Love, love rat, yes. radical love, radical worship, ra- just completely with everything you have. And, and something that, that I, I want to share with you that the Lord has really laid on my heart just in the last couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. I'm preparing a, a, a sermon series on spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also looking at this issue of the LGBTQ plus community. And so Lord's kind of bringing them together a lot and because and, it's it's sure. a reality. And, and my I was told a lot, very young in my in my walk, life is spiritual warfare. Life <laughs> is walking in spiritual <laughs> warfare. And um, I think the, the one of the biggest problems, and I really want both of your your takes on this, is that we don't trust God enough. There's, there's those on the conservative side that if we, let me put it this way. If we give, we truly give our lives over to the Lordship of God and, and, and walk in Christ, I mean, wholeheartedly, like we're supposed to do, we don't know what he's going to ask of us. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We have to trust him. And I think both sides, I think there are um, people on probably more on the far right side and mm-hmm. far right side is my right, but um, <laughs> either way that they want everybody, they want to give their lives over to Christ, but they're, they here is the set way that it's supposed to be. And if this is for me, then that's the way it's going to be for you. And I know exactly how God is going to, and when you don't, but then mm-hmm. on the, the, the other side on the left, with the LGBTQ plus community, God is also a God of transformation. And if mm-hmm. they, if they are as Christians are willing to give themselves over completely to the Lordship of Christ and be wholeheartedly sold out for God, they don't know what they're, he's going to ask of them either. They mm-hmm. may think, oh, I'm going to do this and he's going to leave me just as I am and I'm perfect. No, he loves us too much to ever leave us exactly the way we mm-hmm. are or to conform to what our preconceived notions of what is supposed to be. And I think we need more Christians, and especially in the Nazarene church, that are 100% sold out um, to, to the Lordship of Christ, that are willing to disciple whoever walks in the door yes, and allow and, and simply allow the Holy Spirit to work. Not preconceived notions, not, okay, well, you're in this, you're, you're, you're like this, so you can do this and this, but you can't do this. Or you're like this, but you can't do this and this. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just loving them and discipling them and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their life. Because all of us have grown in Christ and he picks and chooses. He wants us to give everything. But we, I should say, we pick and choose what we're going to give at what time. And he walks in and he says, okay, but okay, that's now it's time for you to give me this. And, and, and we do. And you know what? Our sexuality or our, our, our way of thinking may not come up right away. Mm-hmm. And, and he may not choose to change that right mm-hmm. away or ever. Correct. We have to trust him. That's why I say, I look at these, these mm-hmm. same sex couples and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and I, I feel like that comes back to the question of what's essential. There. It, what is a you salvation know? issue? And if I can see the work of the Holy Spirit, then it doesn't seem like a lot of other things are maybe something that has to mm-hmm. be considered essential. Yep. So, because, and, and I think it's hard to keep an open mind from wherever you're coming from, right? No matter what your background is and what your leaning may or may not be, to keep an open mind that God can use everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, and God can use them the way they are, and God can't change them. God may not. Yeah. Um, that's that's the whole thing. You don't yeah. know, and and we cannot shove shove God in. We want to keep God in the box or shove him in, and whatever euphemism you want to use or metaphor right. you want to use, we can't. God is God is God, and God will be what God will be. Man wants to control things though, and have be in charge. Oh, you, know, you, and oh it, you blame men. You say man. That was an inclusive man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, inclusive. Yeah. In, the, in the old style, <laughs> that meant everybody. Now, people just want to mold and, and manipulate and control things, mm-hmm. and God is above all that. You can't say, this is my God, and he's going to do this, this, and this, and yeah. it yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah, it's hard to let go of our control, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, I think that's one of the things we we deal with the most. In, in our, our life is walking and trying to control your surroundings and trying to, and God just doesn't fit into that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Sharon, I, 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 we have covered the subject more and, than I thought, and God love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for and, inviting me. And I'm going to say on the air, when when we're done with the show, don't go anywhere, because I want to talk okay. to you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> we're kind of casual in this situation. We're very, you know. We're very casual. We don't care, because we're not professional. <laughs> Trust me. We're not professional. <laughs> but thank you, Sharon. And if you want to uh, pick up the book or on, it's on Kindle and it's available on Amazon in, in the, in the real bookness. And it's, yes, it is. Hardcover and paperback. Yes. It is why the church of the Nazarene should be fully LGBTQ plus affirming. Could you, could you have yes, maybe come I up did. with a little shorter title? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what said it. This yeah. was clear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. There's no ambiguity there. Again, Sharon Sharon Stickle, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. Remember, God smiles when he sees you.